Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Hello, good evening, God bless you, and welcome to Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. I'm so glad that you've tuned in on this evening, or whenever you may be listening to the archive, or you are listening to me live right now, whenever you hear this message, I believe that it will bless you. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to share with you this evening, for God has really placed a a word in my heart and in my to share, and I pray, hallelujah, that your hearts and your minds are open to receive what thus saith the Lord. As always, we always start every broadcast with prayer. No matter if it's an interview, if it's Bible study, or what it is, we have to, we must go before the throne room of God and invite him in, hallelujah. So join with me as we do that right now. Oh, bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the Lord God Almighty, and beside you there is none other. You are God and God alone. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the ending. You are my uprising and my downsetting. It is in you, oh Lord God, that I place my trust, my hope, my faith, all resides in you. Father God, I just give you praise, glory, and honor for breath yet in our bodies, not just my body, but the body of every person that is conscious right this moment to hear this word. Thank you, Father God, that you have blessed us. Thank you, O Lord God, that you have crowned us with your glory. You have breathed the breath of life into our nostrils. Lord God, we just take this opportunity to praise you, hallelujah, because you are worthy of the praise. You are worthy of the glory. You are worthy of the honor. Oh, God, bless Bless your holy name, O Lord God. We worship you today. Hallelujah. We give praise and adoration unto you, O Lord God. For truly, Lord, it is because of you that we live. It is because of you that we have our being. It is because of you, Lord God, that our heart yet beats in our chest. Father God, in all that we do, let it bring glory and honor unto you. Lord God, in all that we do, high glory, let it be a blessing unto others. Father, you have created us to be a blessing. So we thank you, Father God, that as we surrender our hearts, to you, as we surrender our lives to you, as we surrender our all and our all unto you, God, you are being glorified in the midst. Now, Lord God, I invite you in on this broadcast, oh God, I invite you in into this Bible study. I invite you in, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would take over take over my mind, take over my heart, take over my words. Anybody, Lord God, that drawings in, Lord, to share with us, Lord, you be in the midst. Let your anointing so flow, oh, Lord God, that deliverance will come, Lord God, that shackles will be broken, Father God, that healing would be manifested, oh, Lord God, that your prophetic word would be an utterance, oh, Lord God. We give you free reign, hallelujah. We give you, Lord God, the floor. You have your way, oh, God. As we speak, let it be strictly as your oracle, O oh Lord God. Let it not be from a carnal mindset, O oh God, but let it be from your spirit. Let it be from your heart, O oh Lord God. Let us give praise, glory, and honor unto you, Father, in all that we do.
do. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you on tonight, oh God. We love you, we love you, we love you, oh Lord God. We profess our love, Lord God, not just in lip service, oh God, but we pray that our life is evidence, oh God, of our love for you. Our life, oh Lord God, would speak volumes of who you are in our lives. Oh, glory, Father God. We thank you for the word on tonight, oh God, that we will not be conformed to this world, oh God, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind in your word. Hallelujah. Oh, have your way, have your way, have your way, oh Lord God. And as the petitions go forth on tonight, Lord God, be a blessing in others' lives, oh Lord God. Let them feel your presence on tonight, Father God. Let your manifested glory be in operation in their lives, no matter where they are, Father. No matter what the situation is, oh Lord God. You, ha, 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 when we are in your presence, there is liberty. You and you alone have the power to set the captive free, to deliver her from the snare of the enemy. Ah, glory, Father. We give you praise on tonight. For we believe you, Lord God, that this is just not a radio broadcast, oh, Lord God. This is just not a message, oh, Lord God. But this is an opportunity for your power and your might to go forth, oh, God. The word says that you travel to and fro looking for that one that you may show yourself mighty to. Well, Father, here we are. We are ready. We are in a posture of receiving Show yourself mighty in our lives, oh God. We look for signs, wonders, and miracles to be in manifestation everywhere we go because we go in you, because we believe that your power is at work in and through us, oh God. So we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Now, Lord, I listen. Intently, Lord, I listen to hear your voice on tonight that your word will be exalted, oh God, that your word will be spoken forth, oh Lord God, Ah, that your manifested presence, oh Lord God, will ah, be in operation on tonight, oh God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Now, I lift up, Lord God, those that would be in attendance, those that would be listening, oh Lord God, those that have an ear and a mind to hear what thus saith the Lord. Ha, glory. I lift them up, oh God. I pray that their heart, Lord God, is set to receive of you. I decree and declare that the follow ground, oh God, has been broken up on tonight, that it is fertile ground right now, Lord God, fertile for your seed to be planted, oh Lord God, fertile for you to have your way in and through them, oh Lord God. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise on tonight. Hallelujah. Ah, great and mighty God you are, great and mighty God you are, great and mighty God you are. I know, oh, Lord God, that there are some that are listening on tonight, Lord, that have had a very, very difficult day. They have uh, struggled through some trials and some tribulations on this day, oh, God, but I know that you are ever-present, oh, Lord God, to manifest your glory in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the tribulation, oh, Lord God, so I lift them up to you right now. I lift them up, and I thank you that your word decrees that you are the lover and the lifter up of our heads and our soul, oh, Lord God. So lift us up tonight. Those that are downtrodden, oh, Lord God, lift them up on tonight. Those that are ha 
God, in the midst of a struggle, oh, Lord God, show yourself mighty. Allow them, Father God, to cast their cares and their burdens upon you. Allow them, oh, Lord God, to release that that would hold them bound, oh, Lord God. Allow them, allow them, Lord God, to feel your love, the warmth of your love wrapped around them. Father, there's so much going on right now, so much in hand, not just in our lives, but just in the world in general. It is a, a wicked and a perverse nation in which we live in, oh, Lord God, in the United States of America. And, Father God, there's wickedness across the world. But God, according to your word, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So we thank you, Lord God, that even though it's a wicked time and a perverse nation, oh, Lord God, you are yet on the throne. You are yet in control, oh, God. You are yet having your way. And we yet give you the praise and the glory. We will not succumb to the wickedness of the world, but, Lord God, we will be transformed and lifted up into your glory. We thank you, Father, that you have named us one by one. You have called us into your presence to be your ambassadors, oh, Lord God. You have decreed and declared greatness over our lives. And, Lord, we walk in what you say. We shall believe the report of the Lord. We shall not believe the report of another. I don't care what the doctors have said. I don't care what the lawyers have said. I don't care what the judge has said. You and you alone have preeminence in our lives, oh, Lord God. You and you alone can speak judgment or you can speak deliverance in our lives. Only you, only you, only you, because we have submitted ourselves to you, because, Lord, that we are your children, because, oh, God, we have given you that right. We have given you that right. We thank you for you being such a loving God that you don't force yourself into our lives, but you gently come in and you give us the opportunity, the freedom of choice to choose you, to choose your love, to choose your path, oh God, to choose your direction. Mm, Thank you for that, oh God. It means so much more, Lord, knowing, knowing that even though we could choose to go another way, We have chosen to love you. We have chosen to surrender our all to you. We have chosen to die to self. We have chosen to decree and declare as Christ did, not my will but thine be done. We have chosen you, Lord God, of our free will. Ah, And we don't look back. We have no regrets. We are so grateful to you, Lord. We are so thankful, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Continue, continue to show yourself mighty in our lives. Continue, Lord, to prove the devil to be a liar. To continue, Lord God, to prove those naysayers to be liars, oh, Lord God. Those that said we would never amount to anything. Those that said we could never make it. Those that said what we could not do. Ah, those that said we were no good. Ah, we thank you, God. For it is you, it is you that has spread the banquet table in the midst of our enemies and set us high at the head of the table next to you as your child, as your child, as your child. It is you that it says, 
that nothing shall by any means pluck us out of your hand. It is you that have said that you are our shield and our buckler. It is you, Lord God, who has decreed and declared that if you said it, it is so. Ah, we thank you on tonight. We thank you on tonight, oh God. We thank you for your presence. We give you praise. We give you praise. Now have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Have your way, oh God. And we are grateful. We are grateful to continually, continually, continually give you the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For in all that we do, we worship you. Ah, you are an almighty God. You are an almighty God, and we're so grateful that we belong to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope, huh, I hope that as you listen, that you joined into that prayer, that you laid hold, hallelujah, of the things that God has promised in your life. He promised that he would prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. He promised that nothing shall by any means pluck you out of his hands. He promised that if you stood at the door and knocked, that the door would be open and that you would have the ability and the right to come in and to sit with him. He promised, and he is a God that shall not lie. As he promised, it shall be so. Ah, we give him praise. We give him praise. We give him praise. I don't know about you, but I feel him in the mix on tonight. I feel him in the midst on tonight, hallelujah. You know, any time that, you know, you have a, a, a weight on you, it, it, it's a good weight. It's that weight of the presence of the Holy Ghost. It's that weight of the anointing. And you know that all kind of issues can arise to try to get your focus off or to try to change your mindset or to try to cause you to miss the voice of God. But tonight, hmm. Tonight we decree and declare that all things have passed away. All shall become new on tonight, that we have ears to hear what thus saith the Lord, that we have a heart to receive it, and we worship him on tonight. We're going to get into the word in just a few minutes, but I just, I feel a praise, I feel a praise, I feel a praise in my spirit. So we're going to take a just a praise break, just a worship break right this moment. And we're going to listen, we're going to listen to Tasha Cobb tonight, and we're going to allow her to minister to our hearts and to our spirits. Ah, just go with me, just go with me, just go with me, because the power of God is at hand, and he is at work on tonight in and through. Hallelujah. Lift your worship. Lift our worship. Lift our worship. Hallelujah.
gotta be where Come on, raise it before him. Say, wanna be where Gotta be, gotta be where
worship is who we are. And when we can get into that place of worship, where we can get into that place where we can lose ourselves, where we can get into that place of just adoration, just adoration for God. Can you go there with me? Can you see him? If you close your eyes, can you see him as as Isaiah said in the day when King Uzziah died? He said, excuse me, he said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And he said that the train of his robe filled the temple. Can you see him on tonight? Can you see him high and lifted up? Can you See the train of his robe filling his temple. Do you know where that temple resides? That temple is you. That temple is me. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So his train is filling us even now, even now. Just receive an outpouring. Just receive the downpouring of the presence of God in your life, even now. No matter what you're going through, no matter what has been said. Tonight is a night. Tonight is a night of deliverance. Tonight is a night to be set free. Tonight is the night, hallelujah, to receive from God. Ah, hallelujah. Give him praise with me. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we said on tonight we were going to be studying from Romans, the 12th chapter, and our key verse on tonight was going to be the second verse, but we're going to start at Romans 12 and 1, and we're going to read down through Romans 12 and 3. Keeping in mind, as I said, our key verse is is verse number 2, and it reads in the King James Version, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. That That's some good meat right there. That you can chew on for a little while. That is some good meat. I'm going to read it to you again, and those of you who are used to my Bible study, you know I like to do different versions because I want to make sure that it's down within your spirit. And I don't know the maturity level of everybody that is listening. Some love the King James Version and some need it broken down just a little bit more. So I like to make sure that I've covered both both sides. So we're going to read that same passage again, but we're going to read it out of the Amplified Bible because it puts some emphasis on this that I think is important. Starting at Romans 12, the first verse in the Amplified Version, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties 
as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, your rational, your intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. For by grace, a merited favor of God given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate or think of himself more highly than he ought, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the decree of faith apportioned by God to him. Amen. That, as I said just a few minutes ago, that is some good meat right there. We're going we're gonna, to um, just think about this for a minute. In our prayer time, we were talking about seeing the, the Lord high and lifted up, just as Isaiah said. He said that in the day when King Isaiah died, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on his throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And remember I said to you, I said that we are those temples that he filled. And this just bear witnesses to that because the first verse says to you, I appeal to you, or I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Why is it necessary for you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice? Because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, because God dwells within you. That's why. That's why it is important to keep yourself chaste, not to do what the world says is good, not to just act out on every whim or thought that you might want to do, why it is so important that you give heart and give ear to the voice of God before you act or before you react. We are very reactive beings. Most of us react without thinking. I know there was a day and a time when I was very guilty of that. I didn't take the time to rationalize it. God said in his word, come let us reason together. There was no reasoning with me. If I got to that place of anger, there was no reasoning. I would just snap, and I promise you, I would literally black out. I I don't know what would happen to me. I would just, it would mm, just I would be gone. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I would be gone. And normally when I came back to my senses, somebody was hurt. I don't mind telling the truth on myself because I thank God for Jesus. I don't have those fits and episodes anymore because I've learned. I've learned to yield myself to God. I've yearned, learned to yield my will to God. I've learned to yield my mind to God. I've yielded did my body to God. There was a time when I used my body in a in a manner in, that was unpleasing before God, that did not bring glory to God, because I believed the hype that we as women were just sex objects. That's the hype. That's what was out there. So if you have it flaunted, my breast was hanging out. I was in see-through everything. And I was just out there 
had the body, and I, I flaunted it. Why? Because I didn't know myself worth. I didn't know what it meant to present myself as a living sacrifice unto God. So now when I see young ladies out there with everything hanging out, I don't sit in judgment of them. I understand that they need to come into a realization of who they really are. They have to come into that place of renewing their mind so that they understand that they are a pearl of great price and that it is not necessary to reveal yourself in the natural because if you reveal yourself, Unto God, he will put a glow and an aura around you that will draw others to you. It's not a matter of speaking of yourself more highly than you ought, as we're going to talk about in a moment, as it's said in the third verse. It's a matter of learning how to carry yourself with dignity and with class and with elegance. Again, I say, it's a matter of learning your true worth. If all you think you're worth is that superficial outer layer that people can see with the natural eye, then you don't know your true worth. You don't know who God created you to be. You don't really recognize and understand the greatness that dwells within you. See, when you get a glimpse of who you really are in God, then you don't need to be be on exhibition. You don't need to put everything out there just to feel good about yourself. That's unnecessary because you find yourself worth in who you are in God. Remember the word of God says that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. He put such details into your creation. Men, he called you to be men of valor, mighty men of stature, not men running around showing their underwear, not men running around cursing and calling women out of their names, not men running around that think that the only time they can prove themselves is with their fists. No. God called you, created you in his image and in his likeness and gave you dominion and rule. Wear it proudly, not pride in yourself, but pride in who God created you to be, pride in the God of your creation. Ladies, recognize who you are in Christ. Women of excellence, women of virtue, I say this all the time because it's something really deep within me. If Eve had to recognize who she was in the garden, the serpent could have never beguiled her. You see, when the serpent came to twist her up and tell her the lies, he said unto her that, no, God doesn't want you to eat from that tree because he knows that once you eat from it, you'll be like him. You'll possess the knowledge of good and evil, and you'll be like him. You see, if she had have known who she was, she wouldn't have bought into that lie. Why? Because she would have looked at him and told him, I was created in the image and the likeness of God Almighty. I already am like him. I don't have to eat a piece of fruit to be that. See, once we understand who we really are, then Satan has no more control over our lives. He cannot sell us a bill of goods. He cannot sell us a bunch of lies for us to buy into it. He cannot tell you that on your job you have to be as underhanded and dirty as the next person if you want to get ahead because you will know that you have studied the word of God and the word of God says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, but promotion comes from God. So you will know that as you carry yourself as a child of God 
as you allow his anointing and his goodness and his unmerited favor, his glory to rest upon you, promotion is inevitable. You don't have to undercut or backbite or do what's wrong for promotion to come. Trust me, I'm a living witness. I, I worked a job for 28 years, and I saw people come, and I saw people go. I saw people who tried to bury me and who tried to put their mouth on me, who tried to stop the hand of God on my life. But again, as I said, I saw them come, and I saw them go. God proved himself to be my keeper, my sustainer, my covering, and he has yet proven himself in, in my life in that like manner even today. You need to get a revelation of who you are in God. Why is it so important to present yourself as a living sacrifice? Because God already paid the price for you. You have already been ransomed. You've been redeemed. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus. You belong to him. You are that sacrifice. You belong to him. It says, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why is it reasonable? Why? Because you didn't have to pay for your redemption. Christ paid for your redemption. Christ paid the price for you to be who you are, for you to be in the the lineage of God, for you to be in his adopted family. The price has already been paid. So what can you do in return but to give of yourself? That's your reasonable service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, your mind. There are so many books out there that deal with the battlefield of the mind. Do you not know that is really where your battle lies? With all the temptation you may undergo, with all the, the battles you may feel that you have to fight both in the natural and the spirit realm, the battle begins in your mind. You see, if, if you're in your mind, you are in a place of victory. In your mind, you already know you have the victory. Then you're not fighting for the victory. You're fighting from the victory, and that changes the whole scope of the situation. It levels the playing field. See, where the enemy would try to tell you he's one up on you, he tries to conform or confuse you to get you to conform to his ways. But when you know, when you know that you know that you know in the deep recesses of your mind that you belong to God, that the victory has already been won, that hallelujah, all you have to do is listen and obey, and he will lead God and direct you, it changed the whole scope of the situation. It changes it all up. You see, where you thought that you had to put on your gloves and go and fight, God will tell you to be still and know that I am God. I got this. I've got this. I love it when my father tells me, I got this. Don't worry, I got this. I got you back. I got you. Because then I don't have to worry. Because let me tell you, I don't know anybody on the planet or in the universe who can box with God and win. I'm sorry, but you just can't do it. He's going to win every time. So when you have that mindset, when your mind has been renewed, how do you renew your mind? You renew your mind 
in many different ways. You renew your mind through the word of God, learning what his word says, learning the benefits and the blessings that he's laid up for you daily. If you don't know what belongs to you, then you forfeit it. How will you know what belongs to you until you get into a place of learning, a place where you can receive? Why is it important to go to church or to listen to broadcasts like this? So that you can learn. People say, oh, I can worship and praise God at home. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can worship and praise God wherever you are. But there's something about going into the house of God under an anointed man or a woman of God who will teach you the unadulterated word of God to get you through. See, until you learn, until you know, Till you recognize and understand, your mind cannot be renewed because the enemy is constantly bombarding you with thoughts of untruth. And you don't know it's untrue because you don't know the truth. See, the truth can only make you free if you know it to be the truth. If you don't know that it's the truth, how is it going to make you free? Think about it. When you when you go, if you're in the banking industry and they will teach you about counterfeit money. They teach you about the counterfeit by having you handle what's real. They don't give you counterfeit bills to look at. They give you what's real. They go over and over and over all the different points that signify that this is real money. This is what you need to look for. This is what should be on that piece of paper, that marking, that bill. This is, and you need to get it within you so that you feel the texture. You know the texture of what's real so that you look at it at first glance. You know if something looks odd about it. You've studied the color of the inks. You've studied the different um, settings that, that are in the recesses of the bill. You've studied it. They teach you about what is real because when you know what's real, you can spot a counterfeit a mile away. You can spot it. It's like that in your spirit. See, when you've been in the presence of God on a regular basis, when you come into the presence of something that's not of God, you know it right away. You know it because you're used to what's real. You will immediately look around and say, something's not right here. Something doesn't feel right. The Word teaches us to try the Spirit by the Spirit. Well, how do you do that if you don't know the Spirit? See, you renew your mind also in the presence of God. Yes, yes, in church, yes. Getting the word in your spirit, yes. But, honey, please don't forget that quiet time with God, practicing the presence of God, that time when you shut away and it's just you and him, that time of intimacy when you're getting to know your father, you're getting to know the lover and the lifter up of your soul, you're getting to know your God. You're getting to, to get to that place of actual falling in love with God. That's koinonia. That's fellowship with God. When you can come to that place of adoration, of love, of when you become one with him. Remember when Christ prayed in the 17th chapter of John? That's the true Lord's prayer. He prayed for us. And what was his prayer to the Father? Lord, make us one. Make them one with us as I am one with you. That was Christ's prayer for us. That should be our desire and our prayer to God, that we would become one with them, that we would be one with them. How does that happen? That happens in our quiet time. That happens in that time of meditation. That happens in that prayer time. That happens in that time of praise. 
that happens in that time of worship. You've got to have that intimate time with God for your mind to be renewed. And let me tell you, when it comes to not being conformed to this world, there are so many tricks that the enemy uses. I, I was talking to my grandson the other day, and I was trying to explain to him that the enemy has done his job very well in infiltrating our youth and getting them to believe that what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. He has twisted and polluted things to such a place that when we try to explain to them what is right in the eyes of God, they look at us and we're being labeled haters. We're being labeled that we're bigots. We're being labeled that we're intolerant. All of these things because we're trying to say, no, 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 this is what's right before God. You see, God has set his, his, his kingdom in order. He gave us commandments. There are reasons for those commandments. There are reasons why he told us not to commit adultery. There's reasons why he told us not to steal. There's reasons why he told us not to kill. There's reasons why he told us not to partake in homosexuality. There are reasons for that. But the enemy has infiltrated the ranks to a degree where, oh, no, when we try to speak on what's right with God, it is twisted and we're what's wrong. You see, I, I tell people when it comes to, to abortion, for an example, I say I'm pro-choice and pro-life. People look at me and say that's impossible. I said, no, it's not. See, because I'm pro-life because I believe in the sanctity of life. I believe that it is God's power to give and to take life, not ours. Whatever the situation is, I believe that he and he alone has that right. But, see, I also believe in choice. Why do I believe in choice? I believe in choice because God gave us the ability to freely make a choice. And I'm not going to let the enemy twist that word into something ugly and nasty and try to take my choice away from me. I do have the right to choose. Why do I have the right to choose? Not because the devil said I have the right to choose, but because God said I have the right to choose. But here's the key. If I choose to kill my unborn child, I've made the wrong choice. You see, the enemy twists what God has given. Look at the gay rights movement. What is their flag? Their flag is the rainbow. It's the colors of the rainbow. It's a twist and a slap in the face of God. Why? Because God hung the bow in the sky, the rainbow, those colors of the prism of the bow in the sky, as a covenant between he and man that he would never again destroy the earth with water because of the evilness of man's heart. So what did the devil do? He came along and taunted it in God's face to have the homosexuals use that same thing to, to wave it and say, ah, oh, this is my right. This is my right. Gay rights. I have this right. Really? You take what God said to be covenant and sacred unto him, and you turn it around in, in an act that he said was an abomination unto him. You see, I don't have a hatred for homosexuals. Let me, please, 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 let me get you straight on that. I'm not gay bashing or anything like that. Some of my closest friends in life have been gay, okay? So I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is that if that's the lifestyle you've chosen, then you've chosen a lifestyle that's unpleasing to God. 
and God does not hate you. He hates the sin. But check it out. Just like he hates the sin of homosexuality, don't get it twisted. He hates the sin of adultery. He hates the sin of fornication. See, I'm not one of those that sit there and, oh, God, if you're a homosexual, you're the dreads of the earth. No, you're no worse than the adulterer. You're no worse than the fornicator. You're no worse than the murderer. You're no worse than any other sin because God said sin is sin, and it will separate you from him. See, that's where we've gotten it twisted in the body of Christ. We want to sit up and pop out our chest that one sin is worse than the other sin so that we continue continue in our sin and think that we're cool. The devil is a liar. Sin is sin. The beauty in the midst of all of it is that God loves the sinner. He hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. He loves the sinner. So he has given us the option, the choice to renounce the sin and come into his presence, come into his fold. That's the kind of God we serve. So don't let the devil get you twisted. Don't get caught up in what he's trying to tell you, even with the New Age movement, that um, you're God. See, he's even twisted that because the word of God said, doesn't even Christ quoted it. God said, ye are God. Ye are God. It's in there. Psalms, I believe it is 83, I think. I believe that's where it is. But look it up. Go to your concordance and look it up. The word says ye are God, but check it out. It's God with a little G. There's only one God with a big G, okay? We are kings, but he's the king of kings. We are lords, but he's the lord of lords. Okay, don't get it twisted. See, the New Age movement would have you believe that, you know, you're on an equal playing field with God. No, 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 no. He is the supreme being, okay? He is the but we have been created in his image and likeness, and he has given us power and authority in what he has done. So he has given us the ability to be a speaking spirit just like he is. He's given us the ability to change our atmosphere by our praise and by our worship. He's given us abilities that work on the same premise as his abilities, but trust me, he has the supreme ability, not you. Remember, we're going into the third verse, okay, and you're being warned in that verse to not think of yourself more highly than you are. Don't get stuck on yourself. Okay, now I believe, and I'll tell anybody that cares to listen, I was created for greatness. I believe that to be so because the word of God says so. But I understand that the only way that I can get to that place of greatness is in and through him. I can't do it on my own. There's nothing that I can accomplish on my own that will bring me to a place of greatness if I do it outside of him, if I do it outside of his love, if I do it outside of my commitment to him. So you see, see how the enemy has went out and tried to twist the things of God to get you to believe things that are not true? That is why it's so important to renew your mind. That is why it is so important to be in your word. That is why it's so important to spend that quiet time with God. Learn, learn of him so that when you're sitting in a service someplace and somebody says an untruth, you'll know it not to be true. Let me tell you, everybody that takes that pulpit is not preaching the true word of God. We all know that. 
But if you've learned, if you spend that time with him, if you've learned to recognize his move, if you've learned to recognize his spirit, if you've learned how to decipher what is truth, rightly dividing the word of God, then you'll know when you hear something that's not true. You'll know it because you tried the spirit by the spirit, because you went into the word of God to see if the word of God bears witness with what you have said or what you have heard. People, we are living in the last days, and the word of God says in the last days, even the very elect will be fooled. Look around you. Look at how those that have been put up on pedestals within the Christendom are falling. They're losing their lives. They're falling from grace. And I believe that most of them started off on the right track. They started off in love with God. They started off with a heart for God, but they got caught up in the hype. Don't let nobody blow smoke up in you, okay? You know me. I'm real. Don't let nobody blow smoke up in you and have you convinced that your stuff don't stink and you're above the rest because that's not true. I don't care how good your word is. I don't care how good you can pray. I don't care any of that. Beyond what you can do in and through God, it means nothing. It means nothing. So it's time for us to get to a place of renewing our minds. It's time for us to get to a place where we're comfortable in who and what God has spoken about our lives. It's time to stop listening to the naysayers, those that said you would never amount to anything, those that said that you could not preach the word of God, those that said you need to sit back there on that back pew and hold your head down. See, I've been there. I've been there through all of it. I've had people come at me left, right, up, and down just because I'm a female and I preach the word of God. I've been there. I've been there where I was pregnant as a teenager, and they wanted to sit me on the back row so that I could hold my head down low because I was supposed to be ashamed. Did I do something wrong? Yeah. I mean, I did. I did. But guess what? The glory of God was my covering. It was in him that forgiveness was found. It was in him that life came into fruition. So you see, no matter what it is that you've done, God will cover you. No matter what it is that you have done, God will forgive you. Don't let people lie to you and get you all twisted and think that you cannot survive whatever it is that has happened. Don't let the judgment of man put you in a place that you feel you can't come out of. Because God is a God of love. He is a God of forgiveness. If he did not withhold and withstand the death and suffering of his own begotten son so that he could have a relationship with you, why would you possibly think that there's something you've done that he will not forgive you for? Why would you allow people to put stigmatisms on you to tell you that you can never get back right with God? See, I messed up after I got saved. I walked into a situation where God clearly, clearly spoke to me and told me not to go, and I did it anyway. And I, I understood for the first time what it really meant to be separated from God. Why? Because of disobedience 
That was my punishment. So it took a time. It took quite a time for me to get back into that place of koinonia and fellowship with the spirit of God that I once had been in. But guess what? It was a mighty lesson to learn because I promised God and all his angels I would never be in that place again where I would be separated from him. I don't care what the situation was. There was nothing and no one out there worth separation from God, nothing. My temper wasn't worth it. My attitude wasn't worth it. My physical needs weren't worth it. Nothing, nothing was worth me being separated from God. It was a valuable lesson to learn, and I learned that lesson well. I pray that you all would take the time to learn the lessons that God is trying to teach you in the midst of the trials and the tribulations you may be going through right now. I was so, so blessed to be back home in Las Vegas on yesterday and be at the New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations, plug, plug. (laughs) But I was so grateful to be back with Pastor Diod and and Pastor Seneca. What an awesome, awesome time we had yesterday. Pastor dropped a nugget that really blessed my soul, and I want to share it with you right now. It says that when you go through, grow through. When you go through, grow through. In other words, use what it is that you're going through to allow you to grow in the things of God, allow you to be promoted in the things of God. See, promotion comes through your trials and your tribulations. We don't want to grow through anything. We don't want to go through anything. I'm going to say it one more time. We don't want to go through anything, but we cannot grow if we don't go. We've got to go. We've got to go. But what we've got to do is have the proper and the right mindset as we go through. We have to recognize and understand, okay, God, you've got me in a place that maybe I put myself here or maybe some circumstances happened that was beyond my control and I winded up in this place. But whatever the situation, however I got here, I trust you, God. I trust that you're going to get me out of it. I trust that you're going to take care of me in the midst of it. See, we want that instant deliverance. We don't want to walk through anything. But if we don't walk through it, we can't get to the other side. To get to the other side, you've got to go through. You've got to go through. Ah, but thanks be unto God that when I go through, I will be tried by the fire, and I will come out as pure gold, and so will you. So as we bring this down to a close, again, our key verse tonight was be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God has a perfect plan in store for you. All you need to do is get on the back of the buggy and ride. Let him take you where he's preordained you to go. Hear his voice. Heed his voice. Don't take matters into your own hands. It's not about you. It's not about you getting the glory. It's not even about you getting your satisfaction. It's all about him, and it's all about him getting the glory. I pray that you have been blessed on tonight. I invite you to join me every Monday night. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 
5 p.m. Pacific time for prayer, praise, and the word of God. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Until next week. Oh, I have a special edition of Kingdom Empowerment coming up this Saturday. We've got an author that we're going to be interviewing. It will air at 1 p.m., 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. So I invite you to tune in for that. And, again, join me next Monday evening for prayer, praise, and the word of God. God bless you. We're going to go out this evening with a little more of Tasha Cobb.
Raise me. It keeps me. 